0: What is a customer avatar? What is this thing that you absolutely need to know? Why do you keep hearing people talk about this customer avatar? What does your ideal customer look like? What are these things that we really want to focus on? What customer profile, is it really important? People talk about it all the time. And yes, it's something that's important. No, people do not very well describe in what you need to be doing. And yes, it's fundamental to your success and companies have been doing it for dozens, maybe hundreds or even thousands of years. I don't know, I'm not that old anyway. Customer avatar, let's get down to Mother. I'm here to help you see more success and less stress and Facebook ads, here we go. First off, if you're enjoying all of this stuff, please feel free to subscribe. I think it's right down there. And if you really enjoy this stuff, tell a friend. Comment below if you have any questions. And with that, let's get started. By the way, I just want to say thank you to everybody. The page has just been continuing to blow up. We are, at this point of recording, damn near 800 subscribers which is ridiculous considering I started this thing just a couple of months ago. So I really, really appreciate it. With all that being said, let's get into one of, if not, let's say one of the most misunderstood, wildly underutilized tactics in all of marketing, customer avatars. All right, so I'm going to start this off with a little story. There was a time when I first got into Facebook ads, where I was running Jamba Juice. don't if you ever, ever heard of Jamba Juice? But it's basically a juice company that sells sugary versions of healthy drinks to people. Now, Jamba Juice was under the impression that their ideal customer was a very healthy, late 20s, early 30s, kind of like yoga mom or like college student that was really into fitness and they were really running that angle. Now, that's pretty much because they never took, took the time to talk to any of their customers. And we'll get down to that in a minute. But more importantly, getting down to the customer avatar, what they did is they drove all of their advertising, especially their Facebook ads, which at the time, Ran spanking new we only had really like engagement campaigns and link click campaigns There was nothing besides that and then also offers which was super cool we're not getting into that today but offer ads super awesome Facebook will do the email retargeting for you super fun too many people don't even know it exists anyway so John Juice was putting around all of their content to basically try to get these young hip kids or you know at the time very young versions of Gen X and very old versions of millennials, um, this was like 2013, something like that, uh, to come to Jamba Juice and fill up on all of their healthy drinks. Now, they conducted all of their advertising around that customer, and they were struggling mightily, to put it lightly. So, what do we do? We did what everyone should do, we started to conduct market research, we started to reach out to Jamba Juice customers, we reached out to the employees, we reached out to customer service. We started to see who in fact is actually responding to this messaging, who in fact actually goes. Now as a result, we found out that while they thought their customer was basically late 20 today would be like a late 20s fitness model on Instagram influencer person really it was a soccer mom that wanted to serve their kids healthy drinks um, in like the middle of the afternoon and then college students that didn't know what nutrition was and so were like well I'm drinking juice this should be good for me um now the real miss here for Jamba juice is they didn't understand that, Well, their juices tasted really good because it was like, you know, two cans of soda worth of sugar in every drink. Now, if you're a really healthy person and you're really focused around fitness and around the quality of your physical health, that ain't good for you. So what we ended up doing was going through the market research and we built around a a few customer avatars. We really understood who these people were. So we had college students, because all their locations tended to be around colleges. Those were all the locations that stayed in business, were ones around colleges and ones that were in, like, hip, young parent neighborhoods. And what we found was basically everywhere where there were college students with money to burn and people with young kids, everybody went to Jamba Juice. Um, and it ended up being a big, big thing for them. So what we ended up doing was, because we understood these customers that were actually buying the product and coming to the stores, looked and felt like and talked like, we were able to make advertising that responded, that that was crafted for them, that they would respond really positively to. Now, that's a lesson in there, hopefully for you, and, and the net effect of that was, was massive success for them in, in that space. Um, now, what this really gets down to is... A lot of people think that they understand who their customer is. And almost everyone's wrong, because most people make the mistake of trying to sell to themselves. And the honest truth is, most people don't know half as much about your product as you do, almost nobody cares damn near half as much as you do, and the people that are really interested probably don't look or sound or behave anything like you do. And that's okay right you just need to understand who they are so one of the things that we really really try to stress when we're making our customer avatars is to start to understand who these ideal people are so if you can understand who they are then you can understand how to make ads to appeal to them and how to make deals that appeal to them and how to make the look and feel of your words and your sites and your customer experience really match up to that type of person. Now that's a really big thing. It's sort of a groundbreaking idea for a lot of digital advertisers that got into the game when it was stupid easy to basically just abuse all of your customers because the attention was so cheap. But now people are really struggling. Now, the more and more we get into data privacy, the more and more that we see the impacts of iOS 12, iOS 13, iOS 14, iOS 15, laws all over the place regarding concerns of access to data, all of these things. Basically what that means is people that got really rich by disrespecting their customers and their platform business partners are struggling. And what's really working for people is understanding who their customer is, respecting that customer's needs, and respecting the platform in a way that ultimately aligns themselves for success. So, what does this mean for you? What is your actionable bit of insight from this? Well, it's really three things. Number one, talk to your customers. Talk to the people that you think might be your customers. Talk to the customers of your competitors. Now, one of the easiest ways that I was taught to do this, which was wonderful in my business efforts, was to just trade some of your time for theirs. Now, it's an easy thing to do, um, and you can make a little questionnaire, and you can ask them, like, hey, what did you like? What did you not like? Now, you see this a lot of times happen after a purchase. and be like, hey, would you mind taking a questionnaire after this purchase? And the honest truth is, that person doesn't give a shit. And that's a quality problem to have in the first place. What's way more important is for you to begin to talk to people who are not customers yet. Why aren't they customers? Now, something that I've done is I've quite literally gone into rooms and just been like, why won't you hire me? Flat out, why not? What is wrong with what I'm saying, what I'm doing or where I'm at or why are we not doing business? And you'll get some really honest feedback from folks, especially those that don't like you. Um, and especially those that maybe invested some time and energy and decided not to. Now, if you can read the tea leaves from those conversations, you're going to be able to understand what pain points your customers have, what weaknesses and gaps you have as an individual and as a brand, and where the opportunity is to really move things forward. So number one is market research, understanding your customer. Number two is learning from them and really listening to what they have to say so that you can conduct very specific creative tests and landing page and customer experiences catered to each one of those needs or to try to find out what they all have in common and try to serve to that need. Now, that's easier said than done, but let me try to put this into an easy frame of reference for a lot of people that were taught horribly wrong things on Facebook ads because what they're trying to do is actually done like this. So maybe you're somebody that was taught interest groups are a good idea. Let me first off tell you they're trash. You should stop using them right now. What an interest group or a keyword or other things that you try to use on Facebook, what you're really trying to do is I want to focus on people that look and sound like this. Great. You want to look and focus on uh, cat owners. Awesome. Make an ad that says, are you a cat owner? Immediately, cat owners are going to respond positively to your ad. Way more positively than those that don't own cats. Me, I'm a dog owner. If you said, hey, are you a cat owner? I'm not gonna listen to your ad. And I'm probably not gonna see it again. And then based on that happening thousands or literally millions of times, Facebook's gonna understand who your target audience is for that ad, because it's not just you. It's everybody else doing the same thing. And if you've turned on advanced matching, which is, again, a core element of something that you should be doing inside of Facebook ads. It's part of the Power Five. We wrote it for a reason. Uh, what that will do for you is allow you to share your data with the rest of the system and benefit from all the spend from everybody else. So now you're starting to craft your creative to do your targeting. now you've heard me mention it before, but if you wanna know more about it, targeting with creative. I highly recommend you check that out. Now, with that being said, the third thing that we need to do here is understand of those audiences, of those types of people, which ones are actually good for us at scale? Now, that's the big thing that we really need to focus in on because you might have really good customers. You might have people that respond really positively to your content, but if they're not buying, then it doesn't really matter. And one of the examples I love to say with this is if you run a Ferrari dealership, You might say, well, all we need is 100 test drives and we're gonna sell a Ferrari. So somebody might go out of their way to say, well, I can get you all the test drives in the world. This is the low cost lead gen scam artist that's probably in your inbox at some point in time, one way or the other. Somebody saying, i can get you the cheapest clicks on Facebook, because remember, cost per click doesn't mean shit. Click through rates are a completely obsolete metric. CPMs, fucking pointless. It's Facebook. None of those metrics actually matter at all and I'll die on that hill. My point here is what you're trying to do is understand who's actually good for your business and not only who's good for your business, but who can you actually market to in an effective way? Because somebody might be your best customer, but if you don't have the right way of marketing to them, then it doesn't really matter. And people will often use the excuse of, well, all I need is 0.1% of this market and I'll be doing X, Y, it doesn't matter. That is that's that is an excuse-ridden, nonsense sales pitch from people that are failing at their business that people who have built businesses have heard a thousand times. Nobody cares about the opportunity. What people care about is the fit. So what you need to do is understand when you're running your advertising, who do you best appeal to? And the honest truth is, if you hire a different marketer or a different agency or a different person to make your creative or a different person to buy the ads, you're probably gonna appeal to slightly different people because there's a little bit of that fingerprint on everything that you do, whether it's the words, whether it's the look and the feel of the site, whether it's the font used, whether it's the editing, whatever it happens to be, all of these little things appeal to certain people and are off-putting to others. So what you really need to get down to is Who are the ideal customers that you can actually convert at a profit to your business in the long run? That is what a customer avatar really is. I hope you enjoyed this. If you like these, you can check these out. And uh, if you really like it, you can subscribe over here. Until then, once again, hi, I'm Charlie, and I will see you